WMGK's parent company, Beasley Broadcasting, has a nationwide initiative with all of our radio stations to put a spotlight on autism. April is National Autism Month. This initiative will go through June 30th. Some of the facts on autism. About 1 in 68 children has been ID'd with autism spectrum disorder. ASD is 4.5 times more common among boys than girls. ASD occurs in all racial, ethnic, and socioeconomic groups. There are many unanswered questions. What causes autism? Why more boys and girls? Is it environmentally related? We know it is neurological, but why has it been so elusive and perplexing? It looks different in each person who has it. For parents like myself of children diagnosed with autism, these issues and so many others overwhelmed us when our kids were young. But now, for those of us whose kids are young adults and graduated out of school services and governmental supports, our issues are even more urgent. How can my adult child live an independent life, a life that will always bring challenges? How do I keep my adult child safe, but also let them go into the world on their own without staying tethered to him or her. What a relief that there are organizations out there to help navigate unknown territory. And that brings us to today's guests. I'm Debbie Calton, and with me today is Jill Groman, Director of Operations for Jev's Human Services and the program known as PIN. Jill, can you tell us a bit about what the acronyms stand for and the initiative of the organization? Jev's Human Services, JVS, is an acronym. PIN stands for the Philadelphia Independence Network, which is one program of Jeff's Human Services. PIN actually started about seven years ago when a number, about four families approached Jeff's Human Services and asked if they would be willing to partner to meet a need that they didn't feel was being met in the Philadelphia area. So they were looking for a very specific type of independent living program. And together, those families with Jeb's and the children of those families who were young adults at the time created a program in the Norbirth community. And so that program still exists today. It's grown from four starting young adults to in the next few weeks, we'll have 27 young adults in the program. We provide a number of different kinds of supports. People in the program all live in their own apartments scattered throughout the town of Norbirth. And we provide support in three main areas. We continue to help people to build their independent living skills and to gain skills that will foster lifelong independence. We help people to find and keep jobs and also to take the next steps to advance in their careers. And we help people to make sure that they have fun because everybody needs balance in their life. So we make sure that there are a lot of opportunities to get involved both within the PIN community, but then also in the larger community. So we often go out and do fun things in the Philadelphia area and beyond and also do things like volunteer together. So there's a really a rich opportunity to get engaged in community life. I love that there's a clubhouse, that everybody has a place that they can gather if they don't really necessarily have something to do with their time at that moment. The goal is for everybody to have a job who's in the program and, like you said, engage in the community. But, you know, sometimes it's easy just to stay back in your bedroom in your apartment playing video games. And so it's wonderful that there is a community hub where everybody can go and spend time. And I'd like to address this next question to another guest, Elise Pearson. Elise, you've been in the Penn program for how long? Uh, five years this Thursday. And you live in an apartment in Narberth. I do. Do do you know how you or your parents found out about Penn? I do. At the time, 
me and my boyfriend were graduating from college and we were looking for the next step. So my mom contacted her cousin who worked for Jevs at the time and she suggested PIN, which was a fairly new program, as a potential place to go for the next step. We interviewed there and kind of took off from there. And you've stayed for five years. Sometimes for parents, it's hard to find out about programs like this. A lot of parents sometimes don't know where to look. I'm sure you were relieved to find something that fits so well for you. And like you said, a next step. A lot of parents, when their kids graduate out of high school, in in some cases college or whatever, you know, that post-high school experience is, don't know where to go next because there aren't school supports anymore. A lot of times there aren't the governmental supports that were there. So it's great that there's something like this that can allow you to go into the world. Do you, you have a job now? I do. I work for an organization called Great Expectations Together in Arbor. It's an organization all about um, inclusion and community. I sew weighted blankets for the program. I teach art classes. And they're opening up a coffee shop in Narberth that I hope to also work for. So, Jill, why Narberth? Is it because it's a wonderful, smaller community, walkable? I mean, all those things I'm sure factored into to that. They did. So, Narberth was very intentionally chosen because it is a walkable community. It's very accessible to public transportation. The people in the program can meet their basic shopping needs within walking distance. And the other thing is, it's really a vibrant accepting active communities. So there are many, many ways to get involved, which is extremely important. People get to know their neighbors. And that's really critical to the success of of people in the program. When we first came to visit the program and to spend time in Narberth, that sense of community was obvious. We went into the pet supply store and we met the mayor. She introduced herself. She's the owner of the store. She knew about the program. And it seems everybody in Narberth does. The restaurants, it's wonderful how it's completely integrated into that community. That brings me to why we were even in Narberth in the first place, because my son, Dustin Roberts, is here right now. And Dustin, we've just moved you up from Atlanta, where you were in a similar program called LEAP. And again, we sort of found out about LEAP by accident through other parents. But this is the next step in your journey. You wanted to come back closer to home. And you've been in the Penn program now for uh, about a month and a half. And what's your experience so far? It's similar to LEAP. But in a way, it's a lot different because Penn is a lot more independent focused. When Leap, they would have someone check up on us once a week. But with Penn, they check up on you like once a month. I think they're aware of what you're doing a little bit more often than that. But I get what you're saying. And again, you're 26 years old. You're a young adult. You have learned a lot of the things that you need to know to live more independently. And that's why this has been such a great next step for you. Mm-hmm. And you've just recently found out some great news. Yeah, yesterday <laughs> I found out that I got a brand new job at the Acme in Narber. And the program definitely helped you. Can you speak a little bit about how they helped you? Mm-hmm. Just even approaching a job in a new yeah. community that mm-hmm. you didn't know. Yeah. Well, one of the pin instructors helped me out. He was in there learning about one of the other pin members that works there. And then he heard that, that they were looking for some more people. Then he told them about me, that I wanted to work there. And then he brought me in for 
a nice little interview. And you got the job. Yeah. It would have been hard for you, I think, coming to a new community just to go out and do that on your own, right? Yeah. So it was very helpful. So even at this stage in your life, you've learned a lot of things, but Mm -hmm. it's still very helpful to have a little bit of a a push. Exactly. A little bit of a direction. Yeah. Jill, is there any kind of governmental or any other ways? Like, I know your, your funding comes from several different ways. Uh, Members do pay, but how else do you actually make this happen? You have to employ people 24-7 pretty much because you have people on call. We do. So the way that that PIN is paid for, families do help to pay for the program. And also the members in the program are accessing benefits that they can use to help themselves, support themselves in an independent living situation. So some people rely on government benefits, social security benefits. We do really support people to get jobs. And so we hope that they will be able to achieve financial independence as well, which could include supporting themselves within the program uh, if they're looking for a long-term situation. I will tell you it's difficult to get benefits. There are also some Medicaid waivers that exist out there, but there's a waiting list to get those. Um, So there really are some barriers to accessing funding. It's real, but we do everything that we can to connect people to those resources that they would meet the requirements to receive and, and beyond some more informal resources that are out there to help them live their lives in the community. It's a very unwieldy system, Social Security and Medicare, Medicaid, all of that. Very difficult. And I think all parents with kids who have a diagnosis of one thing or another have been very frustrated. <laughs> We've had to go to court for benefits. So that's something, too, that's that's wonderful that, that you all have the knowledge of how things can work and what is available, because that can be a very scary course for parents yeah. to Take on. We really try to help people to connect and then to fill out applications and whatever needs to happen. And we usually work directly with the members themselves. They're adults, and that's a little bit different from the childhood system. Yes. So when kid, when it's a child, the parents really have to be integrally involved in all of that application process. As adults, you all can do some of that, right? And so we try to meet people where they are and help them to also get involved in accessing the resources that they need. I do want to just address something that that Dustin said. Because Dustin's so new to the program, I kind of love that he said that we only check up on them once a month. (laughs) I actually really do because that tells me that you feel that the support that we are providing to you isn't checking up on you or intruding on your independence. That's really important. We see people in the program as adults, although we see them very frequently, sometimes every day. Uh, We hope that it is more of a mentoring support situation than checking up or looking into what you're doing. (laughs) So that's quite a compliment that you said that. (laughs) Well, me as his mom working five minutes away, it'd be very easy for me just to stop there every day. Did you make your bed? (laughs) Did you let me look at the groceries you bought? And I stand back from that because I have to respect the fact that you are, you know, you're living on your own and you are a young adult and you can make decisions that I may not always agree with, but you are living your life. And that is ultimately what we want to accomplish. Um, As far as autism goes. Asperger's syndrome was a diagnosis that came about in the early 90s. So 
at about the same time that Dustin was born, although we didn't have a diagnosis for years, which was very frustrating. But there has been an explosion in the population of uh, children that were diagnosed with autism, Asperger's, around that time and going forward. And understandably, everybody was concerned about therapies, speech, OTPT, IEPs, all the alphabet things that we had to um, come to terms with pretty quickly. We were all concerned about that moment and kind of took each day at a time. And now these kids are adults and there wasn't necessarily a plan for the future. You don't grow out of this diagnosis. So again, to have a program with a foot into the future is a wonderful thing. Elise, you were talking about possibly working in this coffee shop. What do you see for yourself in the future? Um, I hope to become more independent. I do hope to learn all the life skills that I can to be independent. And the job gives me insight onto um, some of the talents I have or some of the life skills I need to work on. The um, person who created Great Expectations Together has a child on the spectrum, so she is very insightful and understanding of my diagnosis. And I also give her insight on her child as well. So it's very much supporting and something I'm very comfortable with. Do you drive? I do not. Um, but I'm very adept at public transportation. You know what? And that's what I was going to say. So is Dustin. I think that's a skill, a major skill in it of itself. You know, you can find ways to get yourself. And Narberth also has, uh, SEPTA is right there, which is very convenient. But to find ways, you know, to work around some of the things that the rest of us take for granted. And a lot of times that takes more courage and pluck and skill than the rest of us have. Dustin, what do you hope to learn out of this experience at Penn? Mainly, hard to be more independent, like Elise said. And hopefully to hopefully one day get a permanent job. In any particular field? Um, I know what you're going to say. <laughs> <laughs> None that I can think of right now. What? Come on. <laughs> you want to do the voice acting well, thing. Yes, I do want to do that. And now here's something I think that's wonderful too. Okay, so I'm going to put Dustin on the spot a little bit here. Basically, that is what I do for a living, voice acting. I've been doing it my entire career, many years, all of Dustin's life. I may not be doing anime. I get it, though, that you don't see your mom that way. But what's wonderful is that it is something that he would like to explore a little bit. And Penn found a voice acting class for him to attend. Mm -hmm. How incredible is that? You know, just several weeks into being here that you've Mm -hmm. actually already gone to a voice acting class and got Mm -hmm. to explore to see just what that involves. Yeah. Yeah, And and I can definitely say that I can never agree that voice acting and doing radio is similar. Oh, you're accepting that now. Okay. Yes. <laughs> it took somebody else. I get it. Get it. <laughs> At least do your parents live in the area? No, I am from Northern Virginia. So um, it's about three and a half to four hours away. My boyfriend and I first joined, we were the first members from out of state. So it was very experimental in the beginning because if we had a problem, we couldn't just call mom and dad and ask them to help us out. I actually much prefer them being that far away. <laughs> That was the case when Dustin was in Atlanta and we were this far away. We couldn't just hop And on Birmingham. A, and, and when you were in Alabama, too, we couldn't just hop on a, a plane and go down to take care of every little thing. And I think that's, that, that's also a huge leap of growth right there, being able to do that. A lot of people go off to college and they can't handle it. And they go back home, you know, to mom and dad. Or they find, like, maybe they lose their first job or whatever and they go back home and... You guys are forging independent lives. Elise, do you see yourself in this program long-term, indefinitely? For as long as I can, I would 
like to as long as I feel I need it and as long as they're willing to support me and help me grow. And Dustin? Same thing. Jill, do you feel equipped to keep welcoming in as many numbers as are going to be coming your way? You've already grown a lot since you started this. So people actually do come and go at Penn, and so that creates space. Some people see it as a long-term solution. Others see it as a stepping stone. Both scenarios are just fine with us. There is opportunity for new people to come in, and we are actually replicating the program right now in Collingswood, New Jersey, which is very close to Philadelphia. Uh, We expect that programs will grow in other locations. When we were first looking for programs post high school, I weren't really even sure what we were looking for. There weren't a lot of opportunities, or at least not that were obvious. And a lot of them were cost prohibitive. Many of them were way more than a college education. And how are parents supposed to afford that as a long-term approach when you're talking about probably more than four years, possibly even a lifetime? So I have a feeling that your Collingswood location will not be your last location because you're providing a very vital service. I agree. I, I think we are really able to offer an opportunity for people to have independence that in the past really has not been an option and to do it in a way that feels comfortable for families. I think it's very humbling for families to trust us. We're grateful for that and build on that and it it works. It takes a village to support each and every one of us and so kind of acknowledge that and go from there and it, it works. And what a diverse population too. That's absolutely true and it's An amazing opportunity to get to know everyone. They're willing to share their gifts and talents with us and just unbelievable what can happen when that's what we explore. And also to not be defined by that diagnosis, to be able to just live a life like Mm -hmm. we all want to live. Thanks to Elise Pearson and Dustin Roberts, members of the PIN community, for giving us an insight into their experience with this great program. Jill Groman, Director of Operations for Jev's Human Services. Thank you so much for stopping by and being a part of this initiative. Again, we've talked about how not enough of a spotlight is put on what happens later when young adults with autism graduate out of all the services and step into life. And you're doing that right here. So thank you so much. I think you're going to be helping a lot of parents who are going to be listening to this interview who will be relieved to know that there are programs out there to help. Thank you for the opportunity.